Welcome to Locked On Angels, presented by Rock Auto, and this is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, still pinch-hitting for Taylor Blake Ward for the week. And yesterday was the first round of the MLB draft, and I'm just going to come out and say this right now. Yeah, I called it. (laughs) I freaking called it. Uh, Don't forget that you can hear this podcast or any of the other podcasts on this network on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you hear your podcasts. And Taylor will be back next week, hopefully. I'm supposed to have Taylor Blake Ward come on on the second part of this program and see how he's doing and get his thoughts on yesterday's number 10 pick and yesterday's draft in general. So we're going to have Taylor Blake on for a few minutes and hopefully he will be able to talk for more than five minutes. Uh, Also, I just want to go over something really quickly. So Taylor Blake Ward on a previous mock draft, he did have the eventual number 10 pick, which is Reed Detmers. He did have Detmers on, and then he switched it. He switched on me on the mock draft 3.0. He had Cade Cavalli and Reed Detmers at number 11. So I'm just going to play a little audio from yesterday's episode if you have not heard it yet. Here's what I had to say about Reed Detmers. So I do personally like Reed Detmers, and this might be where Taylor and I kind of disagree as to which player is going to be at 10. Uh, Actually, Taylor has Reed Detmers at the number 11 selection with the Chicago White Sox. He has Cade Cavalli at number 10. I like Cade Cavalli too. I think he's a tremendous pitcher also. The Angels do look to need some left-handed pitching, and I think Detmers fits the bill. I think Cavalli is a great right-handed pitcher. So as far as Detmers goes, just to continue on him, he's also got a very slow curveball, which is about 72 to 76 miles per hour. The curveball is also rated at 55. So yeah, I know Taylor and I kind of disagreed on that at the end, and there's a reason for that, which I'm sure Taylor will talk about later on. Uh, Also, I want to play some audio clips for you guys. Uh, Before we do that, I want to just mention really quickly I talked about him yesterday. I'm going to talk about him again. Reed Detmers is the number 10 pick for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, or as I still call them, the Anaheim Angels. 6'2", 210 pounds. Very crafty left-handed pitcher. I know the scouts have his curveball at a 55 rating. I personally would give that a 60 rating for his curveball because it is a drop-down hammer throw that paints the corners. From what clips I've seen, And even on Twitter, the curveball really tends to just paint the corners. He picks that inside corner a lot on righties. Overall, it's got about a 12 to 6 movement. And it reminds me somewhat of Clayton Kershaw. Somewhat of maybe the only other pitcher I could think of is Barry Zito. Is who I could compare that curveball to. But that's because Zito is a lefty. And he's, I mean, the new draft pick, he's a lefty. Detmers is a very crafty left-handed pitcher. He's not going to blow by everybody on the radar guns, but he's going to have pinpoint control, and that's what I like about that. Uh, Yesterday, during the post-draft conference call, here's what the Angels scout, uh, I think he's the Angels uh, scouting director, Matt Swanson, had to say about his pick.
Once again, that was Matt Swanson. And a couple more clips that I want to play for you guys. Uh, here is the man himself, Reed Detmers. And this was also during the post-draft conference call. Here's what Reed Detmers had to say. Uh, Very glad to hear he's excited about that. And finally, he was asked a question about his velocity. So the question was asked about what he can do about his perceived velocity. And, you know, people are saying that it's only topping out at about 94 miles per hour. So here's what Detmers had to say about his, quote, lack of velocity and what he was planning to do about it and how he was going to go about working on his pitching. Here's what he had to say. Yes, I love that mentality so much. He's only out there to throw strikes. He said it right now. He's got a very old school mentality. He's not going to try to blow by pitchers. He's going to try to get that inside corner. He's going to try to make batters look foolish and get him out with a pretty good slider and a very wicked curveball. The fastball is going to lie around 93 but as long as he can locate exactly where he wants that pitch to go, and as long as him and his catcher can communicate perfectly as to where they want to place those pitches, he'll be fine. He'll be more than fine. I think his ability to change speeds and really make batters have to think about what the next pitch is going to be, I think that's going to be a key asset for Reed Detmers down the line. So once again, that was from the post-draft conference call. We're going to take a short break, but before we do that, I want to tell you guys about rockauto.com. Yes, rockauto.com is the website where you can find all the car parts you'll ever need. Whether you want to, I don't know, let's say you want to come in second place and find a part for your Ford Mustang, or maybe you want to find a piece for your Toyota Camry. That's a champion car right there. (laughs) Yesterday was a NASCAR race. So yeah, the Toyota Camry, that car won out yesterday. So if you want to feel like a winner and find some parts for your Toyota Camry, then head over to rockauto.com and tell them that Locked on Angels sent you. Once again, that's rockauto.com. Coming up after the break, Taylor Blake Ward joins me. So make sure to stay locked in. Welcome back to the second part of Locked On Angels, brought to you by rockauto.com. And we have a special guest on the show today. You guys may know this voice. He is the host of Locked On Angels and my good friend from just across the 57 freeway. It's Taylor Blake Ward. All right, Taylor. So yesterday's mock draft, you had a different player. You had Cade Cavalli at number 10. And yesterday on this very podcast, I kind of went against you and I went Reed Detmers at number 10. So, yeah, what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> you really want to play that game? That's that's a low blow, man. Let's, that's a low blow. Let, let's dance, buddy. <laughs> there's, a, there's a worst case of, about this is 
on Monday's mock draft, I had Reed Detmers. And on our national show, Locked on MLB, Jeff and I came to the agreement based on my information on Reed Detmers. I, I literally switched it yesterday, day of the draft. And uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, you know, I, there I was saw, a lot of information. I saw your 3.0. Yeah, it was. I went wide. Yeah, three three was a switch, and uh, the only reason was based on something another organization said, and uh, I bought into it. And uh, so be it, whatever. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter because uh, Reed Detmers is the newest member of the Angels, or will be once he signs. Yeah, and I love Reed Detmers personally. I love his mentality, and I put this on a quote yesterday saying that he just wants to get outs. Uh, very smooth delivery. A very, I want to say, not effortless delivery, but something that is less likely to condone injury. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very simple, it's a crafty lefty with a very simple delivery. Uh, Louisville does a good job of developing pitchers with their deliveries and keeping them on sync, which is why you see a lot of Louisville pitchers drafted high, and especially ones that show the ability to throw strikes. And Reed Detmers is obviously, you know, very much a strike thrower. Uh, but when I talk about crafty lefties, Reed Detmers has a little bit of upside. He may only sit in the low 90s right now, but he has a little bit of physical development that's still remaining. It's Because it, he's only 20 years old. Keep in mind, he's still a very much younger than the average college pitcher coming in. So I think that Reed Detmers is an upside crafty lefty. And we see some of those guys become all-stars in the majors. You know, just recently, Hunjin Ryu. Madison Bumgarner, guys like this. And I'm not saying that Reed Detmers is that kind of pitcher, but he could become that kind of pitcher. I think that you're looking at a max of like a Barry Zito kind of upside. But right All now right. it looks like you're going to have this, you know, number four, number five starter, which is a very important thing to have, uh, especially in your development system. Uh, I mentioned in the first part, considering all the injuries that the Angels have dealt with as far as pitching goes, going after this pick seems like a slam dunk to me. Um, I'm going to read this. I don't know. I'm sure you saw this quote that I put up yesterday where he said, I'm not trying to light up Raider guns out there. All I'm trying to do is locate all of my pitches. That's where I think I separate him from Cavalli is his ability to locate pitches. He paints the corners so well. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about uh, how his location rates? Yeah, I, I mean, he has you know, above average command of every pitch that he has. I mean, you see him be able to locate that really special curveball on, on a regular routine, his fastball, he, he works off a of fastball command as he should. And, and that's a great thing to have. And, you know, it's just, it's not just having the control because he has very, very pristine control. He throws a lot of strikes. It's about having command within the zone, which is where he's advanced when it comes to development. And that's why he is one of those guys that has a good chance to be in the major leagues in a year and a half, maybe even less time. You know, this is a very advanced pitcher, despite being youthful. There's a lot of things I like about him, but when it comes to his uh, command, I think it's more command inside the zone because major league pit or major league hitters are going to be able to hit 90, especially if it's within a certain area. But I think that this is a very advanced pitcher who, even despite the lack of velocity. The strike throwing ability, the command, the advanced feel for commanding three pitches, because the changeup is a weapon that's going to push him above. Yeah, the changeup, that curveball, by the way, is one of the, <clears throat> is one of the more filthier curveballs in the MLB draft. Uh, if you saw Taylor Blake Ward's Twitter at Taylor Blake Ward, that was a filthy animated little picture you put up there, showing off his curveball. That thing is nasty, isn't it? 
I can't think. Are you thinking about the retweet from uh, from uh, Rob uh, Friedman there, Pitching yes. Ninja? Yes, Pitching Ninja. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Rob Friedman's a pretty big uh, fan of pre-Detmers and especially that curveball. But I think if you ask the majority of people, uh, the majority of scouts who saw Reed Detmers and, and had an idea of this draft, I think most of them would say that Reed Detmers' curveball is probably the best curveball in this draft. I, I think that maybe you could find someone that has a differing opinion from some kid at D D2 school, but... I think for the most part at the top of the draft, most people are going to say he has the best curveball in the draft. It's a, it's a real big sweeping curveball. Works really well against left-handed hitters. Uh, it's He uses it well against righties. I want to see how that kind of plays out in the long run. But, I, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you've seen it. It's a pretty fantastic Yeah, I mean, he does, well against, he does well against right-handed pitchers, too, kind of going a little bit inside and painting that inside corner with the curveball. I think yeah, it's going to buckle it, it, a lot of players. He uses a – it's kind of interesting. He'll use it like a slider, like a back foot slider. And I know you're from uh, right-handed hitters. And he uses it very similar to that. And it falls on that back foot. And, you know, you see this big old pitch that's breaking into the zone and suddenly it falls to your back foot. That's a big weapon to have. Also, he's, he's not afraid to use it on the outside corner. So it'll be interesting to see how development will work with not only his changeup, but uh, also his – or I'm sorry, not just his curveball, but also his changeup as well. Absolutely. Uh, Taylor, how are you doing, by the way? It's been a few days since I've taken over your podcast. I've I've had this, like, I've been holding back a cough literally since we started, and I'm going to let it out now. That way I can, ex- <laughs> I can explain it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've had this cough for, like, two weeks, ever since we recorded the Montraft on a uh, Locked on MLB, the national show. So outside of that, uh, I'm, I'm doing good. Um, I'm having a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, the draft is my absolute favorite time of the year. And uh, last night, you know, you just you put your nose to the grindstone. And today it's going to be very similar. I wish it was three days. I, I love the, the ex- <laughs> exhilaration of three full days, even if it's maybe not as, uh, you know, maybe not as thrilling as that first day. But, yeah, no, I'm having a great time. Thanks for asking. Um, what do you think about the rest of the draft? I know there was some surprise picks out there. Number two was kind of a surprise. The Red Sox pick was a big surprise as well. But what's your overall take on yesterday's round one? Yeah, Baltimore threw us for a loop. Uh, about 15 minutes before the draft happened, I actually heard a rumor about them going after Heston Kierstad, and obviously that did pan out. I didn't really buy into the rumor, but I should have, obviously. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Outside of that, you know, it's uh, it's okay. It's fine. Um, I was very surprised that Baltimore went with Jordan Westberg with their second pick. I think it's setting them up for a very interesting second and third round. That's going to be very unique to see what they do with the excess money there. If it's going to be something like a Jared Kelly and pushing someone like Dax Fulton back to the third round, that's going to be really interesting to see what Mike Elias does with Baltimore there. We all knew that this was a, an option, though, with them. And as surprising as it was, it wasn't like this monu- monumental surprise to see how it worked. Yeah. Um, Max Meyer at three was a bit interesting. I mean, I, I think the value is great. I'm not going to deny that. Uh, I love that he became the top pitcher on the board because he's only six foot, and I love undersized pitchers. Uh, but you know, a <laughs> lot hello, of t- I think yeah, uh, say hello to Marcus Stroman there. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> um, Kansas City walks away. I mean, my God, Kansas City—they got Asa Lacy and Nick Lofton. That was. 
<laughs> that was pretty great. Yeah, they might uh, they might be among the winners yeah, so of the draft. They, uh, well, I mean, we got to wait about 10 years before that. But still, yes, uh, definitely one of my favorite. So far, right now, they uh, have part of my favorite draft. Uh, the Nick York to Boston was very surprising. Um, but one thing <laughs> is they weren't punting. Uh, it's just a money move. Um, Nick Lofton was kind of expected to go in the third round, I think, more maybe late second, early third round. So this was a stretch, but without that second round pick and one of the lowest uh, bonus pools in the class, I think they actually have the lowest bonus pool in the draft. So they have to save money. Um, Nick York has some value to him, has some upside, but definitely, I mean, it was a monster surprise. And a lot of people thought that's like, oh, yeah, the Red Sox are punting. I don't think they're punting. It sounds like they actually have a deal in place here. And, uh so, yeah, I mean, um, outside of that, everything, you know, my mock draft fell apart. But outside of that, I don't care. Um, you know, <laughs> congratulations to the kids. Congratulations to the organizations. And, uh, yeah, thanks, uh, thanks, Mike Elias. Appreciate you <laughs> eliminating a lot. I think everyone uh, had a fall apart, though. I don't think anyone had Kirstad to two. So, yeah, so I, be it. Whatever. As soon, <laughs> as soon as you posted on Twitter, you just had a one-word tweet, and I immediately knew what you were talking about because right as you posted it, I saw the pick. I went, oh, geez. Oh, with uh, Boston there? Yeah. Yeah, I just said, whoa. Whoa. <laughs> whoa. Um, one thing I will note is, uh, you know, the mock drafts are fun, and they're fun for the fans, but they don't do anything. It just gives you information. I will say this year, despite not having like a high success rate with picks and mocks and things like that, I was very pleased with how the information went about because a lot of my information was accurate. And I have to really say that, you know, to the executives and the scouts and the agents that have helped with the mock draft and helped with the information, I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, day two coming up, there's still a lot of conversation to still be had with executives and scouts and agents trying to figure out money deals and see how teams do. And uh, it's still a lot of work left. But, you know, I was very happy with uh, how things went this first day. For awesome. myself. I mean, you know, I'm being a total selfish jerk about this, but for myself, I was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish you'd kept your 2.0. That looked really good, man. I, I like your 2.0. Yeah, yeah, 2.0 looked good, but... It did. I, I bought the smoke screens, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got to wrap up here, but Taylor, where can everyone find you on the socials? Oh, gosh. Uh, man, Facebook. Insta- no, 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 no. I don't even have a Facebook anymore. I just, you have I just found that out. Yeah. You know what? I I might. I don't know. I haven't. Not one that I use, apparently. I, I mean, <laughs> not that I know of. I mean, my dog has an Instagram for what it's worth. Oh, gosh. I have an Instagram, but gosh, I haven't used it. No, I don't. I, I don't. I wouldn't say I have an Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Taylor Blake Ward. Uh, and if you have questions, you can email them to the show, TaylorBlakeWardyYahoo.com. Awesome. And you can find me at... I'm, a, I'm an old man, dude. I'm a, I'm a boomer, I guess. I'm a, I need to get on the social media trains. I'm a boomer. <laughs> oh, God. So everyone can okay. find me on Twitter at StimpyJD. That's Stimpy as in Ren and Stimpy, my favorite cartoon and a, a, a great 90s cartoon. This is how much we're dating ourselves, sort of. See, we may not have TikTok, but we had Ren and Stimpy and Rocco's Modern Life and Rugrats. And what were some other great cartoons back then? Ah, uh, Real Monsters. What was the beaver one? The beaver one was pretty Rocco's good. Rocco's Modern... Oh, um, Angry Beavers. 
Yeah, Angry Beavers. And uh, uh, Doug. My gosh, Doug, Doug I was love the best, Doug. dude. I love Doug. Doug, hey, hey Arnold. Yep. We had the good stuff. The early years of SpongeBob. The early years of Sponge Robert. <laughs> Sponge Robert. Good lord, man. Oh. Yeah, I think it's time for me to go. It's draft time, so... Uh, Jason, for everyone listening in to Lockdown Angels, and uh, you know, usually you listen to me on Lockdown Angels here. It's really been great to have Jason be able to take over the show when I've been doing draft coverage. So, Jason, thank you for helping me out, buddy. You're welcome. Get better, man. Hopefully, your voice comes back next week strong. Yeah, thanks, bud. It's uh, just got to shake this cough. I got I got a new teapot earlier today that I have uh, ginger inside my cup right now, so it's going to be pretty thick. I mean, that's what I, I use. Clear me up. Yeah, I tend to use ginger when I'm sick as well. So that's a good call on that. Yeah, no, I got ginger and jasmine. So that should clear me up. That's <laughs> wow. That sounds like a. <laughs> anyway, we'll end on that note. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Snapchat, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Snapchat. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it, buddy. I'll see you later. <laughs> All right. For everyone listening, on behalf of Taylor Blake Ward, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying don't forget to cross your T's, dot your I's, and stay nasty, Anaheim.